Welcome to Endure the Fire. This is your host, Andrew Fultz. My hope is today you will leave motivated, equipped, and encouraged to endure the fire that you're facing today in your life. Thank you for joining. Let's jump right on in. This is Andrew. We're back with another episode of Endure the Fire. We're so appreciative of everybody that is tuned in another week. And we're so uh, glad I've got some guests with us here today. And it's going to be, I think, a really uh, good episode that's going to continue from last week about uh, the dead zone. And today I want to start focusing uh, about uh, simply just a a real simple thought for people on, on there is hope. And, you know, a lot of a lot of times we we uh, we give up and we lose a lot of heart when we're praying for our lost people. And we're seeking the Lord for them because it always seems like impossible situations ever seem like every time. And uh, but I've got some folks out of our uh, church uh, and their family, and uh, they've all got unique stories that to me is a little bit different um, than your normal getting saved stories. Uh, and so, uh, but well, I want to first read uh, some scripture real quick before we get in talking to everybody. Uh, it's in 2 Corinthians chapter number 4 uh, and verse number 3. And the Bible said that, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, and whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, whom commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of power may be of God and not of us. But uh, first off, let me introduce everybody that is with me today. I've got uh, uncle-in-laws, Mark and Greg, and i got Elmer over here, uncle, and got uh, mother-in-law, sister-in-law, Jeanette and Kendra, and uh, grandma-in-law, Wilma. So each one of them has uh, got a unique story, and we're going to get into all of that, but we appreciate them for uh, coming out and being with us uh, on this podcast. So now, before I ever started the podcast, I, this is one thing, and you can ask Kayla, I always thought about Elmer. I wanted to bring Elmer on here because of his his story about getting saved. If there was one person from being you know, a child, seeing a lost person, to see them getting saved and looked impossible, it was Elmer. I saw him as a, a child. He was lost and undone, but then I also saw him go to the altar and get born again. He came up a brand new creature in Christ Jesus. So, uh, Elmer, thanks for coming on here. And, um, you know, you've testified a lot about, uh, no doubt it was your mother's prayers that that kept you out of hell, um, basically. So tell us, just sort of begin to tell us about your story, and you can elaborate on all that, but just sort of begin to talk about your story. Well, I start uh, back when I was younger, Andrew. I was a I got into drinking and drugs and stuff, and yeah. just just went wild as a as a young man. Yeah. And uh, I done that for years. I think I was 47 years old when I got saved. Yeah. And I done all that for years, and uh, and I always say it. I testify in church right now that it was my mother's prayers 
Yeah. That saved my life because I should have been dead many times down through them years. Yeah. I've been in car wrecks, I've been shot at, been just everything in the world, ungodly stuff, you know. And, yeah. And uh, just, I, I just thank the Lord right now for bringing me out through all that. And, and I know it was my mother's prayers because I'd lay out of the night and I'd come home or way up in the morning, my mother would be up and waiting on me. Yeah. And she would, she'd, she'd look at me, she'd be praying for me all night. I know she would. She'd say, "You're home now. I can go to bed." What about that? And you know, and back then, Greg, I never thought, I never thought much about it. You know, I was mm -hmm. just a lost man, just uh, out doing what a lost man does. Yeah. And uh, I was, uh, I was working over in London. I was <coughs> driving to 472 out there. I, I used to drive it every day back and forth to London. And uh, I was in such bad shape, Greg, I would, I would just pass out of driving. Yeah. I'd wake up running off the road, and I don't know how I survived that, neither. It was just the Lord with me. Yeah. I, I, right back to my mother's prayers, even though she'd been dead 20-some years, but, mm -hmm. you know, them prayers live on forever, yeah, I think. Forever. Yeah. And, uh, and I, would, I would just run in and off the road, and, and one day I, there was a voice come to me, Greg, and it was the Lord, and he said, uh, he said pray. Yeah. The Lord told me to pray, and you know, and I just started praying a little bit because I didn't really know how to pray, but yeah. I just said, Lord, help me. You know, I need help. I need help in the situation I'm in. I need to come out of this, and uh, I just started talking to the Lord like that, and I told the Lord one day, I said, Lord, if you'll give me a good church to go to, I said, I'll go to church, Yeah. and I didn't know where to go to church. I know Andrew and Jimmy and all of them went to church, but I never did go with them, and uh and it was about, probably about two weeks after that, Jimmy, my brother, never did ask me to go to church because I never did see him that much, you know. Yeah. And uh, But he called me one night and he said, Andrew's uh, starting a revival at the pot Potter's house mm -hmm. and said, uh, we'd like for you to come to church. And you know, and that was, Lord already answered what I already asked him to do right there. He yeah. found me a church. So I went, <laughs> I went to church that night, uh, Andrew. And, yeah. I come down there and I went to that altar and I just turn, I just give it all over to the Lord. Yeah. Everything that I'd been doing, I said, Lord, I'm done with it. I don't want to do it no more. Yeah. And uh, the Lord saved me that night, Greg. Yes, and, sir. And he and and I, it's been a little over 12 years ago, I think. Yeah. And He saved me, and and I'm still going for the Lord. Got no intentions of quitting. Oh, no. Yeah. And I and I'll tell you, if you're out there, if you're on drugs, alcohol, or whatever you're doing, you'll never find nothing no better than the Lord. Get the Lord in your life. That's right. Because these last twelve years have been the best twelve, been the best years of my life. Yeah. Because because the other ones, you know, I just uh, running here and there, didn't know, you know, it just, I was just a mess. I was a mess, what I was. Yeah. And and now I, I wake up looking forward to live every day. Looking forward to get down on my knees at my couch and praying, yes. and asking the Lord to help me and help my. You know, I can pray for my family now. Yeah, right. Like my mommy prayed for me. Yeah. I can pray for them, and and I just I love the Lord today, and I want to keep right on going and serve Him. Yeah, and you think about that, you know, His. If you notice what He said, and His mom was my grandmother. She had been uh, what passed away over twenty some years. To me, if you look at that, how powerful that is that. Someone that's been gone for twenty some years, that their prayers could orchestrate a miracle twenty years later, yeah. and literally that was a revival that was not supposed to happen in man's eyes. There was a, another revival scheduled later that week, but yet a twenty-year prayer before that orchestrated another revival yeah. 
right in the midst of that. I mean, that, that ought to give us, whether we're parents, whether we're children, whether it's our sibling, whoever it is in your life, don't quit praying. There's hope. And God can still answer prayer. Amen. No, no matter how bad they've been, no matter how rough they've been, listen, don't ever give hope. And, and we'll switch over here to Greg. And Greg's uh, story's a little different, but yet in ways it's, it's the same. He was out in sin uh, away, and he, he can tell a lot better than I can, but yet he had a daddy that's praying for him. And go ahead, Greg, and tell it. Yeah, I remember, I remember it well. Uh, my dad came to me one time when I was just a young, I was, I was pretty young, Mark, and he yeah. said that trouble was on my way. Yeah. And as growing up as a teenager and stuff, it didn't look real good for me. I remember it, everybody gave up all hope for me. He said, you never make it till you was 18. And, yeah. You know, I was in, in all kinds of stuff, you know. Yeah. And uh, they'd say, well, that boy, he's, he's never going to make it to his 18, Jeanette. And, yeah. you know, by the Lord's mercy, I made it. And then my dad came to me when I was pretty young. And he said, there's trouble on your way. And I threw up my fist, Andrew, and I said, you know, I'll handle the trouble just the way I always do. Yeah. And he said, no, it's a different kind of trouble this time. And, and he, said, he said, you know what you need to do? And the whole time, the Lord was dealing with me. Yeah. Lord, there's a little small voice down in there. It's like, you know what you need to do. Yeah. You, yeah. Know, you, you know what you need to do. I would, I would just blow it away. And I, I told my dad, I said, you know, I'll take care of this the way I always do. Mm-hmm. Well, one one day went by, and another day went by, and uh, and then all of a sudden, Elmer, I ended up in Louisville down there in the jailhouse. Yeah. yeah. And it didn't look good to get out for a while, and and I, the all that stuff started coming back to my memory, uh, like there's trouble coming. Yeah. Yeah. And then even after that, I got out. I still didn't go the way I needed to, and then I I, I go to work, and while I was at work, that voice it was down in my heart or in my mind or wherever it was at, kept telling me, you know what you need to do. And, yeah. And I'd, I'd go wrestle two or three men at one mm-hmm. time and at the job trying to get away from where I could rest. I'd try to wire myself down where I could go to sleep. Yeah. I couldn't sleep or nothing. And that little bitty voice, it amazes me to this day that a little bitty voice so smile, Andrew. Yeah. And I really don't know if it was in my head or in my heart. Yeah. But I could never get there. 15 or 20 people be talking, but I could still hear it. Yeah. Away from it. And, and I couldn't rest. When I would lay down and go to sleep, that voice was there. Yeah. yeah. And and finally, you know, one night I was there, and I went to sleep, and I had a vision or a dream or something that I was going to hell. And, yeah. And I thought, man, this this ain't good here. And then I woke up, and I, I saw a hand coming down. Yeah. And the first time I had that dream or the vision, whatever it was, I woke up before it got down there to me. And then about a week later, in between time, that I was in all kinds of trouble. Like, the trouble that I couldn't get out of. Yeah. I mean, it was just, just one thing after another. And it was it was coming to pass, like everybody said, Andrew. It wasn't looking good that I was going to get to make it. Yeah. And But anyway, uh, I had that dream again. And then this time I started hearing people scream and stuff. And uh, I was following, and I know where I was at. I didn't see the flames, but I hear people screaming. And and I saw that hand coming again, and I it spoke out at me. The hand did. It said, yeah. "It's your choice." 
And even though I've never seen the Lord, Andrew, I've never, I don't know, I didn't know who he was, Mark, or nothing else. But I, I, I replied back to him and I said, Lord. Yeah. I said, Lord, I don't want down here. Yeah. And how I knew it was the Lord or whatever is beyond me. But, mm -hmm. but I know his voice before I ever got saved, Mark. And yeah. He said, I give you the choice. And I reached for his hand, and then it left, and I woke up, Mark, and I think uh, about a week or two later that there was a bunch of people going to church, and nobody asked me to go. Mm -hmm. And I thought, man, there's no, nobody going to ask me to go. And, and the way it was landing up, I said, well, I'm going to go Williams because something's sure to happen the way this is all going. Yeah. And when I got there that night, man, it was, <clears throat> the preacher was preaching how merciful Jesus was, and and how bad we need him and, and everything else. And I, I was holding on to the seat. Yeah. I was holding on for dear life because I, I, I know I know that I needed to get up. My body was wanting to get up and walk out the door, but something down in there was wanting me to go to the altar. And I was yeah. praying that the preacher would shut up. Yeah. But he, he, he man, he would start. He he was looking me right dead in the eye. I know who he's preaching to. to. Yeah. Yes. And finally, man, I, I raised up. Well, he come back there and laid his hand on, on my shoulder. Uh -huh. He said, son, you know what you need. And I said, get out of my way. Yeah. I dug in that hour, buddy, and I'm telling you what. I called up on that man that I would hear that voice that night. And I said, Lord, yeah. have mercy on me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all it took him. Yeah. I didn't have to go through, Mark, and, and repent of every sin I had. I said, Lord, yeah. all them things that everybody gave up hope on me for, Emma, I didn't have to repent each one of them. Because yeah. I didn't Right. There was so many of them I didn't know what to do. I, never, yeah. When that voice was going on, Mark, I couldn't drink enough or couldn't nope. smoke enough. I couldn't do enough of nothing nope. yeah. to get rid of it. And, no, and I'm sure glad he had just the mercy to keep doing until yeah. I finally figured it out for what I needed to do. So yeah. I love him above the world, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't take nothing from the journey. Nope. Yeah. That that what Greg said right there about uh, you know he he didn't call, he wasn't saved but he knew the voice yeah and that ought to give every one of us hope that the Lord can reach down no matter if we're in a jail if we are drinking yeah. uh, if we're far out whatever and you know they may tell you that I'm never going to come to church I'm never going to serve the Lord this has got to happen that's when the Lord knocks they'll know exactly who that is knocking. And that ought to give us hope. Yeah. And uh, if, if the Lord can reach down and one person know his voice, that one we're praying for, they'll know his voice too. My advice to people <clears throat> that gets told you can't make it or you'll never do it, mm -hmm. just give it a little while. If, if you yep. let the Lord have his way, yeah. and he's got something waiting for you. Yeah. There's something good for you. Yeah. And uh, we got uh, his mommy right here with us too. And her story's a little bit different than than really all of ours um, because, you know, we talked about Elmer, his mommy was praying for him, but the reversal in this case, it was the children praying for the mommy to be yeah. saved. Mm -hmm. And yeah. all three of them's here. And, you know, Greg, you was probably saved, what, how many years before she got saved? What, 10, 15? 10, 15, yeah. yeah, and then Jeanette and, and Mark, but, and, and it wasn't in a church house. And I remember uh, Hop what he said one time. And, uh, you know, of course, I know he probably stayed on her all the time because he was on everybody. Yeah. And uh, 
And, and yeah, and, and and if you go to church with him, he'd be giving in prayer requests. It'd be pray for my woman; she gets saved. And uh, and before I ever got in the family, you know, I I heard about the woman. Hey man, pray for old woman. And and uh, but finally, he sat right there before she got saved, and I didn't under, really understand it when he said it. But you know, everybody's different. But uh, I understand it now. He said uh, he said the Lord told me he said to get out of the way. He said, get out of the way, and I'll get in the way. And, you know, no doubt he, he wanted her to come to church, come to church, come to church. And, you know, common sense would tell you yeah. the odds are better for somebody coming to the altar if they're hearing the preaching, the singing. Right. But finally the Lord said, you get out of the way. In other words, you'd quit trying to fix it your way. And I feel like that's, that gets us a lot of times. Yeah. We try to pick the revival that so-and-sos mm -hmm. want to come to. And when they don't come to that revival, we quit praying for them. Because if God was going to save them or they was going to get saved, that's how it's going to be. Yeah. And and finally, we was over at Greg's house one night and and uh, just to uh, get together. And I think it was about nine, uh, maybe about nine o'clock. And uh, me and Kayla, we already had it planned to leave. I think others was getting ready to leave. And somebody said, "Let's get get some instruments out and let's begin to sing." Yeah. And uh, which she can you know tell her story a lot better. But all of a sudden. Uh, singing started preaching started and the spirit of the lord began to move yeah. and you know what happened we got out of the way yeah. and jesus got in the way but i'll let her uh, you know, she can talk about her stuff but uh this is a whole different way to not give up hope yes he would uh, he would ask me to go to church all the time he'd say uh you, you need to go to church, old woman. You need to go to church, old woman. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like get out of my face. I'm going to hear you. I'm going to hear you. He'll do it all the time. He'd say, you know where you're going. He'd, and then he'd sing, little black trains. And he would go every day right over and over. I'm like, Lord, I wish he would shut up. I'm like, I'm not going to church. I don't want to hear him. And I'd be so glad when he would go because I wouldn't have to listen. Yeah. But that night when when uh, at Greg's house, they would most time there'd be a lot gang up, all the family and friends, you know. Yeah. And then everybody would start singing. or And I had no ideal. I, I always wanted to be saved, but I, I yeah. didn't. I didn't have no plans of it. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to, but I, I just, well, we all went to Greg's, and and I kept wandering around there, and they was such good singing, and, and well, you, Andrew, was preaching away, and yeah. and I don't know, something happened, and I, I really can't even remember much else. Yeah. I just know, I just know the Lord saved me, and I can't even remember everything that happened. Yeah. yeah. But it was so good. Yeah, he was so in one good. room singing, and, yeah. and somebody said that she was in the other room crying and praying, and I yeah. thought, man, yeah. the Lord has come down right in the yeah. middle of the house. Right yeah. Here. Well, see, all three of the children were <clears throat> saved. My grandchildren, some, some of my, well, no, the grandchildren weren't saved. Huh? Kayla was. Kayla was. Yeah, I think Kayla was. Kinder was. Yeah, Kayla was. And Kendra was, too, I think. Yeah. Children, grandchildren. But hump just keeping right on and on and on, like, like you need to do this, you need to do that. I'm like, I don't need to do nothing. I mean, I was, <laughs> yeah. I was not nice. Either. I was not. <laughs> 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 we got an amen on this side. <laughs> I'm like, shut up! I don't hear you. <laughs> 
devil's got you. The devil's got you already. And he just kept right on and on. But I didn't. When I got that night, I got saved. I didn't. I didn't even care what nobody was saying. I mean, I just wanted saved. Yeah. And I thank the Lord I did too. Yeah, that's right. See that? I mean, that just shows you. Even if it's a spouse, no matter. You know, when they say, I'm not coming, I'm not doing this or that, even ch children, whatever. When the Lord gets in the midst, everything changes. Yes. We can't all the time, Mark, explain what's going on like Wilma was talking about. Right. But when he gets in the arrangements, that's all matters. Mm -hmm. yeah. the, whole, the whole atmosphere, when the Holy Ghost, that's what a lot of us, I feel like in the church world, don't realize. If we can just let the Spirit of the Lord have his way and the Holy Ghost just shower down on us the whole atmosphere will change yeah. it, it will break the the toughest it'll, it'll bring down the it'll bring up the lowest and if we just let him have his way and it just now it's perfect now moving on to uh mark uh one of the one of her boys his story is a little bit different as well because you know we talked about elmer and greg and Wilma, you know, they, Elmer and uh, Greg and Wilma, all three, they wasn't in the church house when the Lord began to deal with them. Yeah. But if I ain't mistaken, Mark, you was. I was. And so what's your story? Well, I, let me go back to when I was 18, I, I went to this church. I went to that church, same church that I saved in. Uh -huh. And and I, I remember going to it, and they, the preacher preached. I don't know what he preached. I had no yeah. idea. It was on one song, Pass Me Not, Old Jim yeah. Savior, I think it was. Uh, yeah. And uh, ever had, or whatever the song was, it was "Pass Me Not" or something. Like and uh, but anyhow, it, so I, I cried my eyes out. And I, I didn't really know, understand it. back then, I remember. But yeah. uh, uh, but I thought maybe if I'd have went and prayed then, I probably would have got saved. But yeah. But some years later, uh, they all said, "Let's go to church." And Jeanette was there. She wasn't saved at the time. But uh, I said, well, I said, find my, my girlfriend at the time, uh, mm -hmm. a dress, and we'll go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so, so we went, and then uh, yeah. uh, the church was going good. Some, uh, I think she made and went and prayed and that night. And uh, Jeanette said, uh, she said, if you want to go pray, I, I'll go pray with you. And I said, well, go pray for yourself. Because she was like, yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. And, yeah. and I, said to her, I said to her myself, and I said, I said, the only way that I'll go pray is that old gray-haired woman. Yeah. Up there comes back here and tells me I need to come and pray. And yeah. lo and behold, I, I'm Gene Roberts, who it was. And yeah. I thought, here she comes, just a walking back here, yeah. grabbed me, hold the hand, and said, I, I believe you need to go pray. Yeah. I agree with that. you. <laughs> yeah, but before that, before that, it was, uh, uh, I guess it was uh, maybe a, a few months or a year or so before that, I can't remember for sure, but mommy got to real bad sick. And, uh, she had that tumor or whatever, and she was almost, almost dead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, they, uh, the doctors up there said that the, the chances of her living was pretty well. Ever had was they said it, but she like lost like eighty percent of her blood. And she was a talking, talking dead, dead woman. They like yeah. said so. I mean, I ain't much on talking, so somebody could fill it in sometime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyhow, go ahead, boy, I, we got you. <laughs> I, can remember, I can remember anyhow. I wasn't saved then, but I remember me walking in the uh, the stairway, sitting down on the stairs, and uh, I was praying. I told the Lord, I said, Lord, if, if you'll let her live, uh -huh. if you'll let her live, I said, I'll, I'll serve you. And, uh, and uh, the Lord did let her live. That's, uh, no doubt, that's that's why she was there probably for me. 
Yeah. But I mean, I don't know if the Lord works that way or not. But yeah. I thought I went to church that night, and we all was up there, and and, and, and that's what I said. And I, and I went and I prayed that, and I didn't get saved that night. It seemed like it was hard for me to get saved. I prayed, and prayed, and prayed, but yeah. But I thank God for saving me. I I, I remember that night when I when I was eighteen, that the Holy Ghost told Daddy. Yeah. Uh, he said he said uh, he said I'll bring them in one at a time. Mm-hmm. And Greg was already saved. Yeah. And I here I was at church, and and uh, it probably for what four years, five years, something or down the road. Here I come. That promise, still that promise. Yes. To, that hope. That hope. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, yep. I, I, there's a man preached a message one time. Keep hope alive. Yeah. So uh, if that's not enough to keep hope alive and in our life, I don't know what is. Yes. I'm sure glad that he saved me. Yeah. Yes. I'm sure glad that he made a change in my life. Yeah. I love him for it. One at a time. Yeah, he brought them in. One yeah. All, all the kids are saved now, and yeah. that no doubt that prophecy has come to pass. Yeah. And the children, I, I, I would like one grandchild left now. Yeah. Uh, and I think we'll have uh, the whole, the whole shebang of them. So. Yeah. Yeah. And work on the great grandkids now. Yeah. 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 What a difference in the family too. Andrew, yeah. Mark yeah. never got in no trouble in all of his life. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no trouble whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. And over here on my side was totally the total opposite. Yeah. yeah Greg wanted me to, he always wanted me to run around with him, and he took me up to this uh, drug dealer's house. Up there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they brought this big one eyed dog. Up there. <laughs> and uh, it was getting dark, and I prayed hard in it. <laughs> <laughs> I said, brought that dog up, and he said he'd jump way up on the, on the thing and hang way up here. And I, I said, that's enough for me. That was enough. <laughs> so, yeah, and the, Lord's, the Lord's brought us a long way, and I'm sure glad of it. Yeah, he has. And you remember, and you mentioned the promise the Holy Ghost gave Hope, I, and you you heard him. We've all heard him. Uh, he he would keep reiterating that the Lord told me, the yeah. Lord told me, he he's gonna bring them in he one at a time. He'd say it all the yeah. time. Yeah, and, and and that was he's keeping it alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, that's you know, there's gonna be times in our walk, no doubt. If he if he flesh wise. It'd have been easy to give up on yeah. either one of them, mm-hmm. yeah. and said, "Well, they're not going to come in." Is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Greg and Wilma, surely. <laughs> yeah. And they, you know, that's just we're human nature. But that's where we can go back to the promise, and he he tells us in his word. He said that we shall reap if we faint not, mm-hmm. and and that's how you know Brother Hunt would do. He he wouldn't faint. He would give it in over and over and over and over, and he yes. wouldn't stop. Yeah. And now. Um, bring up Jeanette now her story was uh, Hump's involved in it too which she can tell a lot better and uh, I think me and her probably got saved the same year I think so so we're getting close to the 20 year mark yeah. I won't be long on that so let her go ahead and tell her story yeah I was just uh, I actually didn't know his side of the story till it was all said and done but they were having a revival over at a little church across the well, up the road from where we lived, and I had went one night, and um, he had told the preacher that was there that if he if he would hold a few nights revival, that I would he believes I would get saved. Yeah. And I, I was I had no idea that he was even having the revival or whatever, but I was just like um, my uncle had asked me to come, and I was just like. I wanted his daughter to stay all night with me, and he was like, if you'll come to church, I'll let her stay all night. And I was just like, 
Well, I mean, you know, I've been raised up my church in church my whole life, so I was like, okay. And uh, so I went, and um, the preacher was preaching that night, and I could barely sit still in my seat for him to get done preaching. I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is horrible. Like, what's happening to me? Yes. Because I guess I'd, that's the first time I'd really ever felt conviction myself. And uh, I looked over at one of my aunts, and I was like, Oh my God, should I go pray or what? Just like right now, and I'm just like, I can't sit here. I just can't sit here. Yeah. But I ended up going to get, I, I went to pray and I prayed hard. I cried so hard. I tell everybody I cried so hard my face hurt. And then yeah. I, I didn't get saved at first. And I was just like, I, something told me, it's like, get up from here. And I told myself, I said, if I get up from here, I'll never go back again. Yeah. And then I just fell back into the altar and I just started crying and begging the Lord to save me. And he just saved me. Yeah, and I mean, that that goes back to the not giving up. I mean, that was a revival she didn't even know was existing. Yeah. But behind the scenes, if I heard the story around, the Lord uh, dealt with Hump, said, you go tell him to hold that revival and I'll save your girl. Yeah. And I mean, that's sort of like Elmer's story. He literally orchestrated a revival that wasn't going to be there. Yeah. And it was to be faithful to that person that didn't give up. Right. Now, if you fast forward that, uh, about 12, 13 years, there's another revival um, over at Hector. I was holding it, and, um, and they was a bunch of, I think, uh, there's probably about six, seven, eight people got saved uh, during that revival, and it's such a good revival. And uh, so we went after that, and of course, we just want to baptize them. And this is where Kendra's story comes in. So she didn't get saved in the revival. Now, I think she did go to it. And maybe the Lord did with her, I don't know, during the revival. But we get to the riverbank, and the anointing comes by, start preaching yes, again. We had service, the singers, it was just great. And then all of a sudden, she can take over the story, but she knows she can tell it better than I did, but that's where she comes in at. Yeah, so I was um, young when I got saved. I, I think I was 14 years old. Yeah. And uh, that, that day of the <clears throat> baptizing, <clears throat> I don't even. I didn't even have plans to go, but I think Mom had come in and asked if I. She was like, "Are you going to the baptizing or whatever?" And I'm like, "Sure, we'll ride over," and uh, which I ended up going. And, and the Lord ended up dealing with my heart that day. I thought, but um, when I was young, I thought I had all figured out, and uh, I, I thought I would tell people, "I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to church, yeah. you know, until I live my life." Mm -hmm. you, until I, you know, experience the world or whatever, I thought I'm not, I'm not doing that to myself. I'll get old and then I'll, you know, get saved. But mm -hmm. the Lord had other plans, <laughs> and I thought um, this past year, uh, well, like ten years that I'm serving the Lord, and and I don't wow. regret them all. I thought, I thought I would miss out on so much if I started going to church young. Yeah. And what I really was going to miss out on was some of the the best experiences with the Lord yeah. that I could have ever had. But yeah. but um, I, I thought I had it all figured out. I thought <laughs> I'll come. my sister was actually saved, and I'm like, I'm not going to be like her. I'm going yeah. to do whatever I want, and then I'll come in when I want to. But I'm so glad the Lord had other plans. I thought, you know, you go through troubles and trials in life, but... Um, just because you get saved, that doesn't mean you're exempt from them. 
And I thought how the Lord has helped me. He has helped me. I, I know I couldn't have made it the 10 years without him, but yeah. I surely do thank the Lord for coming by my way at a random baptizing one day yeah. and saving me. If you know me, you know I don't like bugs and I don't like dirt. And <laughs> the next true. thing I know, I'm in the ground yeah. crying yeah. as hard as I can. Yeah. yeah, and they even say now, they're like, we was knocking bugs off you. And if you know me, <laughs> then you know that is not my kind of situation that I want to be in. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of my testimony. Yeah. Well, I mean that. I mean that's just proof that the Lord can reach down wherever. I mean, who would ever thought her going to a baptizing? We, you know, a carnal mind would have thought everybody was going to get saved had already got saved. Yeah. But then there was Jesus waiting there by the riverbank. Yeah. But. Uh, now, before we close out, I know well, they've already told their stories. What is any advice that you would give people, any of you? I mean, we're not going to go in order, just whoever's got advice, either as a parent, uh, sibling, young person, old person, whatever. What would be your advice? Because no doubt there's people listening to this episode that their spouse, there's no hope. Their child, there's no hope. Their, their parent, there's no hope, whatever. Their hope is, if there's any bit of hope, it's running thin so bad. What, what would be your advice to these people? Just know that God has no respecter of a person, that if there's hope for one, there's hope for another. Hope for another. And yeah. don't ever turn away that little small voice. Amen. Yeah. When you hear that little voice, uh, don't make it in your own <clears> heart and say, well, I'm all right, I can make it, this, that, and that. That little voice will lead you home. Yes, that's right. right. Don't ever turn that little voice away. If you're the one there praying, mm-hmm. don't ever give up. Right. Don't ever lose that hope. Keep that alive in your life. Keep yeah. that going burning. And always serve the Lord with all your heart. Yeah. Because the more you serve Him, the more He'll bless you. Right. And if you're praying for somebody to get saved, don't don't keep harping on them because all it really does is make them Mm-hmm. Make them get up, say it. You just keep praying, and maybe, yeah, like like you told us to to just pray for them and, and yeah. just tell them what the Lord's done for us, and mm-hmm. and but don't keep harping on them. You need to go to church. The devil's gonna get you. Yeah, <laughs> right. Just to, <clears throat> yeah. just pray for them, and well, you need to ask them to go to church, but don't just keep on yeah. beating them down. Right. Don't every day just keep it up because yeah. they'll 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 turn away. They won't listen to you. Yeah. Actually, they'll bow you out. Yeah. <laughs> the best way I, I feel like, and what, and and I think your story really tells it. The best way to really get a hold of somebody is is have something that they want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and how to do that is you you live according to the scripture yourself. And when people gets around you, they'll notice a difference. Yes, they, will. they will. They will want what you got, yeah. you know. And and they'll get curious. What's different about you? How, how can you laugh? How can you smile? How can you have peace and joy like you do? What What's different? And uh, and finally, they're gonna realize, hey, I need Jesus. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. They will. City set upon a hill. It's, yeah. it's impossible for it to be here. Yeah. Yeah, I never give up because when I was praying, when mm-hmm. I fell back in that altar and gave the Lord my whole heart, it wasn't long. Like, he just, 
and if you're if you're young and, and even considering turning the Lord down, I'm telling you, give him a try. You you will not regret it. It's the best decision I, I have ever made. And if you think you don't know the Lord's voice, yeah. if you if the thought of hell comes in your mind or your heart, or the thought of heaven, yeah. that's probably a good change right there mm -hmm. that, that you need to start thinking real hard. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking, Andrew, uh, talk about back to my mom, you know, she went to church, Greg, and she didn't drive, you know, and mm -hmm. sometimes I'd take her to church, <laughs> and I remember one night I took her to church, and I just went in and sat down, you know, in the back seat, just uh -huh. listen to them, and and you know, the Lord dealt with my heart that night. He yeah. sure did. I, I was probably in my 20s. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I got thinking. I said, well, if I go up there and get saved, I can't do the things that I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I turned the Lord away that night, Greg, and kept on doing what I was doing. And it was probably 20-some years before the Lord ever knocked on my heart again. Wow. So just what to say a while ago, if he ever knocks on your heart, don't turn him away. Mm -hmm. yeah. <clears throat> because, you know, in them 20-some years, I could have I could have died. Yeah. And, and I would have went straight to hell, Andrew, if I'd have yeah. died. Mm -hmm. and I, but I'm sure glad that the Lord gave me another change. And if yes. he ever knocks on your heart, whatever you do, don't turn him away. That's right. That's right. That's right. So if you're, if, you're, if you're listening today and you're the, you're the one that's lost, I beg you to take it, take heed to the, all this advice. Don't don't turn the Lord away, because <clears throat> you never know. This may be the last time He ever deals with your heart. Sure. And, uh, and and if we die lost, whether it's me, whether it's you, we'll have no excuse. And uh, maybe you're listening today, and you're the one that's praying for somebody to get saved, and and they're not giving you no hope. I, and I beg you the same way I'm begging the lost. Don't give up because you may be one prayer away uh, from the Lord answering that. You never know that next prayer you pray may be the one, amen, that reaches that throne that's of God. Right. But we appreciate everybody that uh, came out and helped with this episode. Appreciate everybody that's tuned in to this uh, uh, episode today, listen on the podcast.